Hey guys, welcome back to another Canine Performance Podcast episode where it is our mission to help you live the best possible life with your dog, guaranteed. I'm your host, Natalie Dobkins, and today we are going to be talking about baby steps. So today is Sunday, February 9th, and so if you want to go back and uh, refer back to the post on Instagram, I had posted a nice long caption and even a graphic to go along with it to demonstrate the importance of baby steps. So in the post, I talked about not skipping the process and breaking the process down into smaller bite-sized chunks. Um, I think that this is something that I struggle with a lot, and I know that other dog trainers are very open about being very impatient, trying to rush the process. And if there's one thing that I think dogs have taught me the most, it is to be more patient. Free shaping has really helped with this a lot. Um, And not trying to see the big improvements all at once, but recognizing the really small improvements um, and then compounding that day after day. So while I'm an impatient person, I can 100% understand those who try and rush the process, but that does get you nowhere. Actually, it doesn't get you anywhere at all. It kind of halts you in your tracks because if you are rushing the process, you're not going to be taking your dog along with you. And as a coach to your dog, as a trainer to your dog, as a parent to your dog, pack leader, whatever it is that you want to call yourself to your dog, um, what makes trainers, coaches, teachers, mentors, pack leaders such great individuals is that they know how to take a process and break it down into bite-sized chunks and be able to teach that effectively and efficiently with thorough understanding before moving on to the next step, layering in more and more progress as that understanding happens. Um, and if you have been listening to the previous podcast episodes, you'll know that we've talked a lot about equipment and tools and e-collars and you know all of that jazz. And I do believe that this is one of the big reasons why e-collars can sometimes get such a bad rap is because for me personally, I do not believe that you should be using equipment such as an e-collar if you don't even have leash pressure Um having that system built with your dog. Um, Even then, I think it's important that you have verbal markers established, but at least minimum that you have leash communication established with your dog. Because here's the really big thing. The e-collar is not directional, guys. Um, Only the leash is directional. And things like the prong collar or martingale collars or halties, whatever you want to call them, um, can help with those different things. It's at the end of the day, it's going to be the leash. So if you don't have that communication system built with your dog, you need to do that first. But that all comes back to the underlying problem of people wanting to rush the process and putting an e-collar on the dog and the dog doesn't understand what that means. And you've missed a lot of steps in that process. So in this graphic that I had posted on Instagram, um, it was like a stairs going upwards and underneath every step, it flows like this. It goes food plus verbal. And then the next step after that is going to be food plus verbal plus leash. Next up, food, verbal, leash, prong collar. Next step, food, verbal, leash, prong collar, e-collar. And finally, the last step, food, verbal, leash, prong collar, e-collar, distractions. Now, here's the thing that I'm going to say before I have someone ask questions or make comments is that 
that is not a cookie cutter recipe to every dog. Every dog is uniquely different. There are some dogs that were born ready for training equipment, that they're ready for that different kind of stuff. There are some dogs that will never be ready for training equipment. Now, let's not forget about the humans that own these dogs as well. Maybe some of these dogs are born ready for training equipment, but the humans that own them are 100% not ready. They don't have the education, the confidence, the knowledge, the information, the resources if they need them in order to properly utilize these tools and take that whole process and be able to break it down into baby steps. You optimally need to be the expert first and have all of that information, education, and knowledge and resources ready to go before you start introducing that to your dog. And there are some dogs that perhaps are not ready for training tools for whatever reason that may be, and their owners feel like they are ready, um, and they try to use these tools with their dogs, and their dogs are just not capable of that yet. I see that a lot um, with owners that get puppies, and the puppies are, you know, two, three months old, a bunch of puppy behavior, and they get really frustrated by the barking and the nipping and the, you know, trying to do the potty training. They're like, oh, how can I correct this behavior? And it's like, your dog is not ready for this tool. Maybe you feel like you're ready, but your dog is not ready yet. Um, And so those are just some different things to keep in mind. And so while the graphic that I put up, I think is just a good visual, maybe a good guideline. Um, What it comes down to is really just knowing your dog, knowing yourself, fully knowing what your capabilities are and also where your pitfalls are and where you're going to need some support. All dog trainers, all dog owners are in need of support because there's so much information out there. There's more information being brought to the table. So it's really important to stay in the know of all of that new information. So, you know, some questions to ask yourself before you start layering in some more tools is, does your dog have an understanding of verbal markers? Does your dog understand leash pressure? Do you understand how to teach your dog leash pressure? Do you have proper leash management? Can you properly handle the different types of motivation your dog needs, both positive and negative to get the desired behaviors to teach your dog what it is that you want with each new command and each new behavior that you're going to be teaching your dog are you starting from the first step of the food plus verbal food plus verbal plus leash food plus verbal plus prong plus leash so on and so forth or do you just try and continue and climb on to the next step these are the different questions that you need to be able to ask yourself and then troubleshoot in real time if your dog is struggling if you're struggling Can you troubleshoot in real time and put your finger on what it is exactly that's happening before you move on to the next step? Don't try to ignore the problems that you're seeing if you're feeling some friction and some fighting with your dog. You want to address that immediately and say, okay, what's happening? Can I take a step back and reevaluate from there? Because that's how you're going to see the most progress with your dog by taking it one step at a time, one new tool at a time, one new behavior at a time. So... That being said, um, you know, I want to leave you with some food for thought is just don't look for the big, quick improvements. Just look for the very small, tiny, incremental improvements every day, because when that happens, it's going to be a very lasting behavior. And 
don't ever underestimate the importance of repetition until automaticity can be achieved, which means that um, you repeat the behavior so often that it pretty much just becomes secondhand, second nature, whatever it may be. So if you feel like you are struggling with training your dog with new behaviors, getting them to stop a behavior, whatever it may be, ask yourself if you have been rushing the process, if you have all of the education that you feel that you need, all of the knowledge, all of the equipment, um, and then reassess from there. And if the answer is no to all of those different things, how can you get the support, education, knowledge, information required to be able to build those behaviors and ultimately build a lasting relationship with your dog. But anyway, thank you guys so much. That's all that I have for you for this podcast episode. You can find us on Instagram at canine performance. That is C-A-N-I-N-E underscore performance. You can also find us on Facebook under the same name. YouTube, you can search my name, Natalie Dobkins or Canine Performance, and you can find our podcast on um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, actually anywhere that podcasts are available. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next one.